I'm Jazz Isinger. I'm playing Doris Featherham. She may look old, but she can match make with the best of them. Hi, I'm Willow Wilson. I play Renette Bollinger. Currently wondering how much glitter I'm going to have to throw at this to make it not problematic. Is there enough glitter in the world to cure racism and um, all of this nonsense? I'm starting to doubt glitter. I'm starting to doubt glitter. Hi, I'm Mary Stack, and I play Georgie Sullivan, born and raised Brindlewood Bayon and owner of the Nitwit Haven, and also new cat mom. I might be a little too focused on getting my kitten up to speed on the ins and outs of yarn store owning and murder solving. Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I play Birdie, town menace of Brindlewood Bay, assistant director, possibly like main director, definitely writer, um, probably creative genius. Really excited. Come see Moose Murders. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast. And this right here is part two of Our Ladies of Safe Harbor. Written by Sean Patrick Kane. More information about him is in the show notes. Okay, let's go. A few minutes later, you are all inside the chapel. You're all varying degrees of wet. It looks like Abraham Castro is now taking his turn to pace as Sister Jeffries is off to the side, running her hands over her rosary. Dickie Jr. has come in. It looks like Wari is still in the tent helping Olivia try to salvage lunch or something. And as far away as she can be, Flossie is standing so that she can sort of be involved in the conversation, but not be in close proximity at all. And Abraham sort of pauses. Renette, you probably notice his shoes. These are pretty great shoes. His, uh, his outfit is like fine, but those shoes... Hmm. Yeah. Like those shoes. Yeah. Man, that's taste. And he stops pacing and says, oh, I, I suppose I'm not really sure. Well, well, we're here. We're, we're going to uh, wait. Uh, Sister Jeffries, the, the police are on their way. And she nods. And he says, okay, well, we'll, um, I'm, I, I suppose I would have been happy to see you in other circumstances. Doris, we knew you were coming. Why were the three? Why are the three of you here? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. You invited us. You invited us. Uh, or someone pretending to be you invited us. I'm starting to think this is something fishy. Yeah, it's a little concerning. I'm sorry. I, I did not. We're not open. There's. I didn't invite anyone except for those of us that are on the committee. And he sort of motions to Flossie. She has her arms crossed and she nods officially one of us has to have our invitation with us probably right yeah who is it i don't think it would be me it, just it would be either renette or georgie yeah yeah Brady uh, would be let's like let's go for georgie, georgie rip. Yeah. let's go for georgie georgie has her probably tucked into the knitting bag next to the kitty you know all my important things it's in it's safely uh folded into my pattern keeper so it doesn't get wrinkled and messed up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just making little biscuits into it no. you hand over the invitation and abraham takes it and looks through it and flossy sort of like walks up behind him looks over his shoulder abraham's just kind of shaking his head like no no this is um 
I'm not sure who sent this, but it it wasn't us. And Flossie says, that's not even our font. Oh my God, shut up, Flossie. <laughs> God, you're annoying. Well, at least I'm not I fooled like, by fake fonts, And Birdie. I like can have two fonts, I don't fonts, care Flossie. enough about you to know what your font is like, Flossie. And Abraham gives everyone sort of like back and forth big eyes and steps slightly out of the way and hands the invitation back, Georgie. No, I'm sorry, I, I, that, was not, that was not from us. Well, we're here now. Shall we just show ourselves around? Or is there an official itinerary for any tour? Oh, well, there's no... We're stuck here regardless. I mean, we're going to start wandering around on our own. (laughs) Either you can give us permission or it's just going to happen. Abraham sort of shrugs. Uh, Sister Jeffrey says, the rain is, is pretty hard. Maybe we should all just wait here until lunch is ready. And Flossie says... No, let them go out and walk around. If they want to go out and walk around, let them go. And Abraham just sort of shrugs. I mean, uh, we're all we're all here until the police arrive. So I suppose if um, if you wanted, well, we do have some umbrellas. If if you did want to see the gardens, we're very happy with our landscaping. That's that's come along very well. But um, we're just sort of staying out of the upstairs where uh, we're just leaving Brother Benjamin alone until the police arrive. So as long as you don't. So cool. upstairs was mm-hmm. the scene of the crime then. And Sister Jeffrey says, uh, the, the accident, the, it wasn't a crime. He uh, he went up to ring the bells to test out the new system. And it looks like, and she crosses herself. It looks like he must have lost his balance and got tangled in the ropes. Oh, it's horrible. That is very horrible. But, you know, we don't know if it's an accident. I mean, the police aren't here yet. They, they're probably going to have to. But you don't need to worry about that. You know, we don't need to dwell on that. That's what my crew and I are here for. (laughs) And Flossie says, they do this all the time. They do this all the time. Just let them go. Oh, you wish you could. You wish you could, Flossie. I'm taking that as just, okay, let's go upstairs then. I'd love to see the restoration and maybe we can figure out what actually happened to Brother Benjamin. Sister Jeffrey sort of like hops in front of the staircase that leads up and says, no, we really... I suppose there's no reason for you to not go through the gardens or the rest of the chapel, but I would just ask that no one go upstairs. We, this is what you do when there's this sort of an accident. You just don't disturb, I guess, the evidence, the crime scene. We just, that's what they say. So we'll just go with that and let Brother Benjamin just rest for now. I mean, we have, I, I feel like it's been made pretty clear it would be silly to go out in the rain. And I think we know our way around a crime scene. If if you're worried about us finding something, that'd be one thing. If there's something for you to hide, it would make sense that you wouldn't want us to investigate. Because as as we've said, we are consultants. And Dickie Jr. steps forward and puts his hand on Sister Jeffrey's shoulder. She flinches, but he doesn't quite notice. And he says, it's all right, sister. I can uh, I can go up with them if I'm all right. I'm, I'm all right to go upstairs. Everyone else can stay down here if you like. I'll make sure they don't touch anything. That's very kind of you to offer, Dickie. Junior. Dickie Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Dickie J. Yeah, my dad's Dickie. Right, yeah. Junior, yeah. Okay. Flossie just sort of throws up her hands, walks away up towards uh, the other end of the chapel. Uh, Sister Jeffries just sort of shrugs. She shrugs her shoulder out from under Dickie Junior's hand and goes to talk to Abraham, just sort of like, fine, let them go. If they want to go upstairs, they can go upstairs. I don't know why anyone would would have that sort of gruesome streak in them, but 
That's okay. They can. Dickie Jr. takes a step or two up the stairs and turns back. If you ladies would like to see, it's right this way. Let's uh, to the scene of the crime. It's, it's not a, not a crime. It's an to it's the, an accident. To I the, think we'll determine that. To the investigation. Yes. I pull my phone out and I hit record, and I'm gonna <gasps> video us going up. What I do. Doris is coming too. I don't trust her by herself. Well, you weren't going to leave me behind. I, I have to I have to know the structural integrity and of the chapel and whether or not the chapel is going to be ready and when the police are done with it. Clearly. Oh, no, don't, don't get me wrong. We could have. I've chosen specifically <laughs> not to leave you behind. That's very gracious of you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Girls? Yeah, let's, let's, let's go. be a dead body. Yeah. Yeah, Dickie Jr. leads you up the flight of stairs and then the stairs turn and now it looks like you're definitely going all the way up to the bell tower those of you with uh burned finger conditions if you try to brace yourselves on the banister there is a soreness you get the sense that if you try to grip something while you have this condition it would cause pain or maybe not go well but you make it up to the third flight and there you can see brother benjamin tangled in this rope hanging swaying a little bit but otherwise very still all right so still held aloft yes oh my i am going to obviously walk walk around and video the whole thing and then turn my video camera off and start taking stills before getting closer to investigate the like how exactly he's entangled yeah i'd like to investigate the the ropes uh, not necessarily the ropes around his body. Seems that that's going to be Georgie's area. I want to investigate where the ropes started. What events had to have come about in order for him to become entangled in those ropes held aloft like that? The staircase continues up to the platform where one would go stand to ring the bell. So from where you are, it looks like Georgie, you can sort of get around and take photographs here. It sounds like, Renette, you can get up to the platform that is designed to help ring the bell. Doris and Birdie, do you have a plan? Birdie's going to assist this time around. I think she's done enough. Uh, I think she'll maybe go, go with Georgie. I think Doris is going to step back and put her her back to the wall or whatever the staircase is against and just observe the whole picture um she's not focusing on one thing in particular she's just trying to take it all in because for her this is her first human dead body in probably quite a long time doris the the easiest way for you to get out of the way is to sort of stand beside dickie jr it looks like he is also just trying to get out of the way and just sort of like watching renette go up watching georgie taking pictures so you are next to you are next to him. It looks like Georgie, you're first up. So Georgie, you're on point here. What are you up to, and how do you think Birdie can help if you think she can? Okay, so starting with taking pictures before I go investigate the actual ropes. Um, I think that Georgie is taking pictures, and then she shows the picture to Birdie. And they like hold it up, maybe a wider angle, maybe zoom in on that. And so I think she's helping, maybe because Birdie is helping uh, Georgie 
notices something about the ropes she wouldn't have otherwise noticed. And that gives her uh, exactly what she wants to go look at regarding the ropes, like a knot or something. Okay. It sounds like you're meddling. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Can you roll to meddle? I think I am rolling with reason because I am closely examining like how the ropes are entangled and looking for evidence of like an external source, not just somebody falling into the ropes and becoming entangled. Uh, yes, <laughs> that is a 10 plus two, 12. Excellent. I'm taking pictures on my phone and Bertie says, oh, it looks like the corner, like there's a little bit of blur in that photo. You should zoom in and take a better photo. So Georgie does. And as she does that, she realizes there's something odd about how the ropes are entangled around uh, Brother Benjamin. And so she moves forward to take a closer look and like pulls out a knitting needle because she doesn't want to touch anything. And you're poking him? You're poking the ropes. The ropes. You hit the ropes. You kind of poke, 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 causing a little bit of vibration, a little bit of vibration. Brother Benjamin is sort of hanging sideways here. And these additional vibrations sort of cause a little bit of shift in his position. His head starts to lower down a little bit so that his his hips are above his head now. The vibrations from the rope cause a little bit of movement in his breast pocket. And Georgie and Bertie, being kind of close, can see that... Something that looks like a card, a thank you card, starts to slide out. It is still on his person, but it looks like it has slid out halfway or so. I'll grab it, I guess. (laughs) I was going to say, or Georgie could poke it so it falls out. And then, oh no, it fell out on its own. Use gloves or something when you pick it up. Because if that becomes evidence, we don't want our fingerprints on it. I don't... do I look like someone who has gloves on me? Georgie, you got you got gloves? You got a lot of yarn in there. You want to whip up some gloves? Can you, can you I... whip some gloves real quick? <laughs> Just like real quick. Doris digs in her jacket pocket and she pulls out a set of gardening gloves. What? They may not be exactly what you're looking for, but they will keep your fingerprints from being on there. They might add some dirt. Sorry. She passes over the gardening gloves. Okay, that's fine, I guess. I put on the gardening gloves and I pick up. Dickie Jr. looks a little bit alarmed. And as you reach out to get this thing that is in the pocket, he says, Oh, no, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe you should just leave that alone. Maybe leave that for the police. Bird said it was fine. It's fine. I forgot he's there. (laughs) Well, who's I don't know who Fern is. But we should wait for the police. Um, that's the fair, deputy? Fern is the police. It was a guy that answered the phone when I called. That's probably my dipshit little brother. Okay, well then let's wait for your brother to get here to give you permission Ugh. to maybe um, touch things. I checked my phone. I did, not, I did not like that sentence. I do not want to hear that sentence ever again. I checked my phone to see if Fern has texted back yet. No, uh, it has not been read. I call her. I feel like Georgie would start asking him questions about where he was when the accident happened to let Bertie read the thank you card, pick it up and read it. Georgie and Doris, it sounds like you're the two that are closest to Dickie Jr. 
he was sort of focused on Birdie not touching the body, but the two of you can move right up to him and sort of get in his way. Sounds great. I would love to assist yes. Georgie. <laughs> Dickie Jr., you, so you were here when we arrived, and you said that you had called the police, correct? Yeah, the, uh, Sister Jeffries and I came down to the boat to, to use the, the radio there. So you were here already when this unfortunate incident occurred? Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody, except for those of you that just came on uh, on Wari's boat, everybody was here when it when when it happened. We all got here this morning. I brought everyone across on my boat and uh, just sort of uh, getting the place ready, sprucing up. Were you near the chapel when this happened? And he sort of like looks up. I guess I don't really know where I was. I, I knew that uh, we, you know we were just everyone was out moving things around. I was probably I was probably helping Olivia with the tent right when it happened. Mm-hmm. And where was Flossie? You know, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure where she was. Do you recall the moment everyone realized that Brother Benjamin was maybe not where he should be? Uh, it was mentioned that he went up to maybe ring the bell. Do you know about what time the bell was supposed to have rung? And then it oh. just... Well, it was... I think he was just saying he was going to test it because it hadn't worked. There was a some kind of argument about whether the bell should be rung by a button. I guess a lot of churches do that now. You hit a button. But Brother Benjamin was uh, a traditionalist, I guess. He wanted to make sure it was. you could still grab a rope and ring it, and it wasn't working yesterday, and he got it to work today. But he was sort of it was on and off since about 8.30 or so. And then I guess a little after 9, he went... I don't, I, it's, this is just guesswork. I wasn't really tracking his movements or anything. And he is he not being... Distracted, paying, okay. Yeah. Is he sufficiently distracted? Yeah. <laughs> Bertie, you're able, you're able to slide this small note in a small envelope out of the breast pocket as you pull the note from the envelope. It is a very traditional thank you card from some from stationery, some stationery collection. You flip it open, it's printed with thank you. And at the bottom in red ink is written Brother Benjamin Rot in Hell. Renette, you have reached the platform where you where you one would stand to ring the bell. There are some windows up here. You can look all the way around the island. What would you like to do up here? Um, yeah, I'd like to uh, meddle, if I may, um, looking at just, you know, the space that Brother Benjamin was likely standing when he got entangled somehow. Describe the way that you are meddling. I mean, I'm interested in how one could accidentally get tangled in these ropes uh, and end up in such a predicament as Brother Benjamin. So I'm probably yeah, investigating the, the part of the rope that you pull. If that's different than the part of the rope that he's tangled in, I don't really know. It seems real messy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in investigating the, uh, the bell pull system, the pulleys, etc. Go ahead and right. roll. It's got to be reason then. That's an eight. Uh, you know, I'm used to being, you know, on a stage and such, though typically not center of attention. I'm used to, you know, climbing up wherever I'm necessary in order to make whatever fixes I need. You know, one time I had to, 
Well, yeah, I mean, one time there was this wardrobe malfunction in the middle of, there's this scene on the catwalk in the middle of the of the theater. It was overhead and there was this fly system, but then they had me, some, something ripped. So they had me claim up in the middle of the damn show and uh, sew up this, uh, our ingenue's costume before she made her entrance in the fly system. It was wild. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not against heights, you know, I'll go where I'm needed. So I get up here. I look around. You look up to the pulley system. Looks okay. Your eyes come down the ropes. Don't see anything strange. Sort of shift your position. And you can see over to the side that there's a small ledge. And on that ledge is a a piece of brown paper, kind of large, maybe placemat sized, something like in that range, kind of brown like a grocery bag, sort of reach for it. But in order to really extend your arm to get there, you sort of have to reach out over the gap and you sort of brace yourself on the side, hand goes out. And the result of that eight with your complication is that you knock the paper off and you watch it sort of drift down and you sort of watch it uh, floating like a feather down to the bottom And something outside the window catches your eye. And there's someone else that you've not met outside. Looks like they're tending to the gardens in the rain with a big old rain hat on and a parka. Interesting. And so so this piece of paper uh, fell outside? Uh, No, it's inside. And so Georgie, Doris, Birdie, and Nick Jr. watch it sort of fall down past them. So you did find something. Oh, would you like to roll the day move? I would love to roll the day move. Oh, what is the worst thing that could happen? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I think you know. (laughs) Maybe, maybe a little trippy, trippy, a little tangle, tangle. Yeah, (laughs) I I think we can see some things that might go wrong. My vitality is plus two. There's no way I'm going to get double ones again. Let's see, let's see how it goes. <laughs> That's a 13. All right. Yeah. Renette, you watch this paper floating down, floating down, and then you watch Bertie's hand uh, shoot out and grab it right out of the air perfectly. Oh, my goodness. Thanks, Bertie. I didn't do anything. Shh. I think it's a clue. I, I keep forgetting that DJ's here. A Just text for... me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I take out my phone and I text um, paper bag emoji, a finger pointed toward the reader emoji, a little heart emoji, <laughs> um, a thumbs up emoji. So, Bertie, you've got this paper. Just a glance at it shows it to be a hand-drawn map of the larger Brindlewood Bay area. This island is on it, and there is a big red X over the island. Noted. Also, I'm still wearing the uh, garden gloves, I -hmm. believe, because I didn't say that I took them off. Um, So I just take those, and I just kind of hold them behind my back. He doesn't need to know that we have them. And Dickie Jr. says, what was that? The thing that just fell. What? I didn't see anything. Dust. 
Well, there was. A, it was absolutely well, just dust. No, I oh, saw. I don't think there was anything. I saw. I saw paper. No. No. Did, I don't think you did. No. <laughs> We're just gaslighting him so hard. Yeah, I didn't see anything. Oh. Well, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> Is there anything else that you would like to do in this location? I mean, I'm going to take note of where outside the person in the gardening hat is so that when we do go outside, I can find them. Mm-hmm. Doris would like to take in that whole scene within this tower and see if there's anything that we've missed uh, with another metal move. Observing, um, like she was people watching earlier, except for now she's not watching the people and she's looking for items instead. So I think that might be reason. Reason works for me. Plus reason, 10. So from where you are, you've gotten a good view of this level. You've gotten a good view of Brother Benjamin's body. It sounds like Renette has taken care of the top level. So your eyes start to drift down a little bit. And you can see at the bottom of this stairwell, so you would have to descend the stairs to get a better look, you have this view down, and there is a bench uh, at the bottom of the stairwell. And you can sort of see something underneath it poking out that seems a bit curious. You're not quite there, so you don't know what it is yet, but you... You have an idea of where something else might be. Oh, um, I forgot. I was going to talk to Flossie about something. I'll, I'll meet you back downstairs. And Doris is going to head back down the stairs and, and uh, make sure Dickie Jr. is uh, occupied. She'll maybe give Georgie a wink as she goes back down the stairs. Uh, it's super obvious. But she also was talking about Flossie, so who knows? And she'll go down and check out what's at the bottom of the bench. Dickie Jr. sort of watches her go and says, is there anything else up here? Can we can we go? This is a, it's a little unsettling up here. I just have a few more questions that might be helpful in determining maybe what actually happened. If you want to, like, how well did you know Brother Benjamin? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I went to Catholic school. I knew him. Oh, was he one of your instructors or? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. He sure was. Was he a well-liked man? No. No, you ask anyone, he was the worst. He was the worst. But maybe we should all go back downstairs now and not think about things like that. Doris, you get down to the bottom platform, and underneath this bench sticking out to the side is a small bottle of sleeping pills. Uh, this is a prescription bottle, but the prescription has been pulled off, and you don't see a name. Is there still a phone number of the doctor? Sure. Fabulous. Uh, now that there's no gardening gloves in her pockets, she's just going to pick that up and stick it in a pocket, and she'll call the number later for a refill. Flossie! Flossie! I've got a question for you! As the big I'm done with the thing to Georgie. Yeah, I, th I think we are free to go back downstairs. Oh, yeah, I'm done up here. And Dickie Jr. leads the three of you who are still up there, just starts going. Just He does not want to be up here. 
So back downstairs with everyone there, Doris, are you going to look for Flossie? Yes, I'm going to walk right up to her and go, oh, Flossie, yes? I hear you're on the committee. Can you and I talk some details about the wedding and if we need to alert the bride and groom? Yes, well, my position on the committee was primarily to help raise funds and to make sure that the, the renovations were done according to spec. A lot of these handymen will say that they're qualified, but they're really not. And they need someone behind them almost through the entire process to make sure that they're not taking extra breaks and that they actually do the job correctly. So that was primarily what I did was I was here as far as event planning. That's not really what I do. That's really Olivia outside. Well, it was until she was fired today. Wow. So do you have a backup caterer then? Uh, Oh, that's... You must know the area. You might be able to give a recommendation. Oh, they're a a dime a dozen. But that's not really my job. My job was really to oversee the renovations. I'm not involved with the running of this place. Now, if they would have asked me to run this facility, it would have been smooth sailing. I could do such a better job. But now that Brother Benjamin's gone, I suppose... I suppose I may get to do that yet. So he was in charge of, of all of the things that you wanted to do. Well, the church still technically owns the property. So, oh, of course, of course. Mm. So that would be Sister Jeffries or, or someone else, maybe. Yes, yes. But you're angling for his old job. Oh, I wouldn't say I was angling. I More like if they needed help, I could do it. Probably very well. And now well. they might need help. Well, I don't so know who else could do it with Brother Benjamin with his unfortunate hmm. condition. So if you were overseeing all of that stuff and that's done, why are you still here? Oh, Birdie. Oh, Flossie. I don't... I wish I could say it was a pleasure to see you again, but it is not. I thought you were going to go outside and get bronchitis. Weren't you going to do that? Oh, you would like that, wouldn't you? Uh, well, I wouldn't mind. There's an umbrella by the front door. You probably wouldn't get blown away. Go go walk through the gardens. They're very nice. Ooh, I'll take a walk with you. Oh, Flossie. I'll walk up short pier. She's just grumbling to herself. Abraham comes over to the, the small group that uh, whose voices are starting to raise a little bit. Everyone take a step back. Everyone, we're just going to sort of diffuse some... Uh, Tensions are running high. This is a stressful time. I understand that. So. Uh, oh, I'm not stressed. Are you stressed, Flossie? You look a little stressed. You're looking a little, a little tired in the eyes. I've never been stressed in my life, Birdie. <laughs> oh, and you're a liar, too. That's so funny. Takes one to know one. So, Flossie, you sleep well at night? Well. Since you've never been stressed? I, I, as long as I watch my diet and I don't have any caffeine after 11 a.m., if I if I have a, a low spice diet, then yes, I will I will sleep a solid five hours. Oh my goodness, that sounds so boring. Come on, let's go outside where the fun is, where the cool people are. In the rain. Yeah. I mean uh, anywhere Flossie isn't. Honestly. And Abraham is sort of following you as the as your group goes to the door. Well, uh, it sounds like the wind has picked up, uh, but um it's not raining hard, but it looks like it's pretty steady. We do have these umbrellas, though. I don't know if they'll turn it. Are you sure you want to go outside? It is uh, it's pretty wet out there. It's all right. I've t- got my overblazer. 
All right. Have you been, ever been in a rainstorm before a tornado? A tornado? Oh, no. No. We get a lot of those where I'm from. So this is <laughs> this is nothing. I don't need an umbrella. Uh, well, um, hopefully lunch will have lunch soon. I think there's there's probably enough for everyone. Okay, if you want to go see the grounds, it's very nice out there. Very, very happy with the results of the renovation. Uh, there's a garden, somebody said. Uh, is someone usually gardening there? The landscape has gone very well. We have a, a pretty extensive flower garden. Uh, there's the the new fountain with uh, with some of the the new stone benches. Looks picturesque. That I couldn't have asked for for a better result with these renovations. Who's been overseeing all the all the gardening? Who's been uh, who's your landscaper? Oh well, Josh, we had uh, we had a company coming in. Oh, what were what were they called? Um, uh, Robertson's Landscaping, I think they were here. But uh, I guess there was a shakeup. Brother Benjamin didn't like them. There's some behind the scenes. I'm not sure uh, who is it. And he looks around. Uh, Sister Sister Jeffries, who, who's what's the 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 gardener fella? And she looks up and says, "Yeah, that's that's Liam." Called it. <laughs> I no. sent it in the chat right before you said it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> mm-hmm. Sister Jeffries brought him on. Um, this this Liam. He's he's fantastic. He's done such good work with these flowers and the gardens Definitely are just great at his job. Mm-hmm. Um, also a murderer, just so we're all aware, that is also in his repertoire. And Sister Jeffries steps forward very quickly and pulls herself up to her full height of about five foot seven and says, No, no, no. From what I understand, after talking to his attorney, that he was framed and that, in fact, he was, he did not do anything wrong. We believe in redemption here. We believe that if someone is improperly framed for something like this, it is the responsibility of all of us to help them get back on their feet. You know, I really love that sentiment. You know, the, the our whole prison system in this country is really messed up and we need mm-hmm. to... Uh, you know, prison reform, the whole locking people up who are done nothing or done so little that it's that it's actually legal now and they're still locked up for it. Um, mm. That's really messed up. Um, but also this guy, Liam, did kill a guy. Uh, no, I'm I'm sorry. He did. He, no, he did, though. No, he did. if he did, if he did, then he would be in prison and he is not in prison. Therefore, therefore, therefore no. The he, that's unfortunately not how it works that's, sometimes. Yeah, so, you think everyone in prison deserves to be in prison? No, that, of course not. Is that what not. you were implying? Of course not. If you're saying the opposite, that if you're saying that if he's not in prison, then he doesn't deserve to be in prison, that uh, kind of, you know... Do you mind saying that while I record you? Yeah. Of course. The church is very committed to rehabilitation, to helping those who need a, a, a hand up. We help people get back on their feet after they have been unjustly treated. We are proud of our record in this regard for locally. Murder. Right, right, right. No, no, those those charges were proven. To, I he, guess he was acquitted. He wasn't. Not, it's it's which I believe it just means it's kind of up in the air. Uh, what I know is from what I learned from his attorney, and she right, said, "Who is definitely on his side because of money?" Ah, uh, from what I understand, she's not being paid once the case was over. She was out. Uh, she's no longer receiving any financial compensation for this. But I spoke with her. I spoke with Mr. Liam. 
this is this is the compassion that the church has on our on our best days. You know, I keep trying to like be like, oh, you're wrong, but you keep saying things that are like, okay, yeah, that's a start. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go see what he's up to and then I'll I'll, I'll get a feel for for how I'm really feeling about this situation. We should all remember to look within. Look within for peace and for compassion. And maybe be a little less where? judgmental. What are you look, talking look, about? Look in it's your heart, and look in okay. your soul. What we're, we're, it's, it's not judgmental when what we're saying is that you objectively murdered a guy. That's not judgment. That's stating a fact. That well, has, that, that, is, that is... I'm sorry, that uh, is... A, thou shalt not, you know, and the rest of it. Yes, <laughs> I am aware. I have read the book. Oh, yeah, okay. I shouldn't... You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm just making myself look bad lecturing you about this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I hope that you have uh, a, a good walk. And please bring an umbrella. It's very wet outside. Thank you. I very much appreciate your concern. To the gardens. And the four of you go outside in the rain. Let's do it. Yes, Georgie's must take a moment. I'm certain she would have brought a raincoat. She was very familiar with Brindlewood Bay weather. And so she's going to put her knitting bag down, put her coat on. Pick up Pearl. Put Does Pearl, Pearl have a tiny coat. raincoat? She's going to go in the in an inside pocket of Georgie's raincoat and get zipped up in there with her. And Georgie pulls the big hood over. And then she, like, puts a plastic bag on top of her knitting bag to keep the knitting from getting wet. And then picks her bag up and is all. And now she's ready to go out into the rain. So precious. Where's that cat? Right, where right is she? Here. She's right here. I unzip right. my coat a little bit so Birdie <laughs> can <here>. see. <laughs> I think Birdie dressed for this weather. I think she's wearing boots, but like the wrong kind. <laughs> no, that checks out. Yeah. It's worth saying. She grabs one of the umbrellas that were, was offered. She's like, I don't need this, but in case I do. Doris is ready for the rain. She's got her... Uh, double flannel on she's got a, a flannel button up with a flannel overcoat uh against the the sea weather uh and she just like buttons up all of the top of buttons and goes are we ready to go then oh my gosh does doris outside dress like in the rain me? what <laughs> yeah do doris and i have the same style which is just flannel yeah uh it's like dungarees and flannel nice it's like farm wife flannel Okay, that's a look. It is a look. <laughs> well, Renette, you know which direction Liam was working when you saw him out the window. And do you all go directly there? Do you have... Well, I should say, first of all, that when you get outside in the rain, it is pretty steady and that there are bursts of wind. So it'll be steady, 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 whoosh, steady, 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 whoosh. And even just standing out there, beginning to move away from the, the entrance to the chapel, within the tent, you can hear Olivia yelling, whether it's to Wari or just in, in the vicinity. She is still pretty upset in there. Where are you all off to? Well, I think maybe we shouldn't fully ambush a murderer who, whom we uh, accused, etc., 
Right. And then I found him in Nick Snacks that one time. Yeah. May not be great if he sees me. I mean, I I think it would be fine, probably, but if he had to pick one of us, I don't think seeing me would be the best option. So does anybody, any of any uh of the three of us or Doris, you're I mean, you're not really a part of this. Doris doesn't he doesn't know Doris. He doesn't know Doris. Yes, I think this is perfect. But do we want to send her in just like what as bait? <laughs> Doris. Don't think that's part of investigation. It's a yeah, it's just a non-aggressive um conversation at that point. Liam might react poorly to one of the three of us. But Bold not of to you Doris. to assume that Doris will be non-aggressive. <laughs> true, true. But I but think we would be our, close enough that we can. Yeah, you know. we need to be close enough that we can step in to help, um, but also not so close that we're all just like right up in his face, making him get all stabby. Also, I mean, Bertie mentioned that he did seem startled also when she saw him in Nick's Snacks. So it could be also somewhat of a conversation starter. <laughs> Hey, you last know, time not- I saw you, you were trespassing. Or, oh, I'm sorry <laughs> that I ran away so quickly. I don't know. <laughs> uh, are you all standing there in the rain having this conversation? Are you moving in his general direction while you're talking about it? We were moving in his general direction, yeah. kind of sidling around. The- <laughs> <laughs> well, then, as you're slowly going there, figuring out what your strategy is, you can see that there are some very nice bushes. Maybe those are rose bushes. You can see that the flowers are great. Like everything on this island that is a plant is blooming, is healthy, is doing, is just like the the picture of perfection for someone with a green thumb. Once you get past the lawns and the gardens, now here on the backside of the island, there are there's like a, uh, a line of trees separating the lawns and the gardens from the actual shore. Uh, you'd see a path going through the trees towards the, the water that way and another over that way. So maybe there are some places where you could be sneaky... Doris is not being sneaky. Doris is tromping around in really big boots and going, oh, these roses are lovely. Those will be great for the wedding. Uh, Hello, Lim. Lim, are you? Oh, Liam. Yes, Liam, are you out here? Bertie just starts making her way behind the rose bush. Like, she's going to do her thing. I'm going to be smart about this and start hiding now. I'm going to nonchalantly find a little nook to hide in. So if I'm discovered, it's not like, oh, you're trying to hide. It's more just like, there you are. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I'm just going to inspect the other side of a rose bush. For and I'm, as, I'm, expect, I'm inspecting the hydrangeas. There you go. Yeah. We've all got our jobs. <laughs> and break. Well, let's see how well Doris does. Because you hear some movement up ahead and Doris, you see Liam, this, this man you've not met before. He's got a, he, this is a guy that is very well prepared for the rain. He's got a big old rain hat. He's got waterproof boots. He's got 
uh, water. Like everything here says, I know what to do in this weather. In one hand, he has the three-pronged gardening rake. And in the other hand, he has the little gardening shears. It looks like he was doing something. He's got some, some mud on his boots. He's got some dirt. And he kind of like pushes up the brim a little bit. Sees you and takes a few steps in your direction. Yes, ma'am. May can I help you? Yes, I'm the great aunt, three times removed cousins' sons. I'm related to the groom coming up in the next, you know, few days, and I was sent ahead to check on on the flowers and and the arrangements. I hear the catering is just shambles. But you seem to be doing all right. How do we look for for two days from now? Everything will be good. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm. I'm really happy uh, with with the direction that everything has gone here. Uh, so you can see on this side, he begins to to give you the overview of where the different flowers are. He can talk in a depth that I cannot about blooming schedules, what is ready and what is not. He seems very confident that everything that everything here is going to be beautiful it is specifically designed has been personally cultivated for events such as this. Perfect, because I also cannot speak to <laughs> the ins and outs of horticulture. So mm-hmm. This is perfect. Yeah, uh, is it? Was there anything in particular you wanted to see, or uh, because uh, it looks like everything is is going actually really well. Uh, well, I see that that line of trees over there that goes down to the beach. Now, the bride and groom had talked about possibly doing some beach photos. Do you mind if we go that direction and go check out that location? Oh, that, um, well, I, I don't mind. I mean, uh, that's, well, I guess, Brother Benjamin. Um, I'm not really if events, you know. Uh, I uh, They usually bring no, in photographers. No, but you are out here and you are... Hmm. able to escort an older lady down to the beach so that I don't fall and break something. Certainly, yeah. Uh, uh, and he looks, he realizes he is kind of muddy. He says, yes, uh, let me just clean up a bit. And he sort of walks back to where his tools were, puts things down, takes off his gloves. You can see him sort of cleaning himself up a little. After a moment, he says, um, he looks like he's as mud-free as he's going to get. And he says, uh, yeah, right down, uh, right down this way. Uh, and he's very wet, but he pulls his arm out from his rain slicker and gives you his elbow. Wonderful. You're such a gentleman. You know, Sister Jeffrey speaks very highly of you. Well, I'm, I'm in her debt. She's been, um, she's, she's been very helpful. She's, yeah. Is there something keeping you up at night? Is there, there something... Well, it's just something on your mind. Oh no, or, or on I, your soul. Is she helping you with that? No, it's just been a, a rough time personally these last few months. She's been great. It's just some some personal issues recently. But uh, right down here, there's a there's this path through the through the trees. Uh, how are the other three of you doing as Doris and Liam walk away from you? Well, I was probably listening to that as much as I could, but also, um, yeah, once they're a safe distance away, 
if I can uh, swoop on in and investigate the tools that Liam left behind, see if there's anything going on in there and his mm-hmm. little where he maybe he was burying something. Uh, otherwise, why else would he be working so hard in this weather? All sorts of uh, suspicious activity. I'd like to meddle in. And Georgie and Bertie, you see Renette go right for these gardening tools. I'm going to follow Renette. I guess I'll do just a quick sweep of, of the area to see, is there anyone else still out there? Um, anything that kind of seems out of place? Any, like, misplaced? Uh, well, like, where was he working? Are the garden tools right next to where he was working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, if there's anything else that looks, like, recently overturned, it's probably hard to tell at this point, dirt. So, Renette, you've, you've, you're at where the tools are. Georgie, you sort of join her there. Uh, you can see the soil that he had been, it looks like he had been, he has fertilizer with him. It looks like he was doing some actual gardening here, pruning some hedges into shape. But if you would like to know more, perhaps there's a role involved. I think I would like to um, roll to metal, if I may. Um, I said the thing. Maybe composure, because I'm trying to make all this work while also dealing with all the rain. All right, then that brings it up to a nine. Renette and then Georgie comes beside you. You're sort of going through the tools, sort of going through the gardening, just a little ways away from where Liam was doing his work. You can see something stuck in the bushes. seems a little bit out of place because of how meticulously the all the gardening has gone. And you move down a little bit, and you can see within these shrubs is a crown of thorns. Oh. Made from uh, roses. So it's just all biblical imagery around here then. Okay. Okay. Fascinating. So, and Bertie, you are just scoping out the scene. What is your, what is your plan here? What are you doing? Um, I mean, it doesn't seem like Brunette has uh, any need for my help at all. So I, yeah, I, I think just scoping out uh, the scene, anything that we might've missed, um, anything that might've been like overturned or fresh, just in case. Try not to wander too far. Well, you see Renette and Georgie examining the the gardening area. It looks like they have that area covered. And you can see Liam and Doris heading down a little trail towards the beach. And then from the angle where you are now, you couldn't see it when you came in previously, around the backside of the chapel, it looks like there is something like maybe a groundskeeping shack. Sort of like a, oh, a shed. Absolutely, I want to go there. Yeah, that so spooky as hell. Let's go. That does mean that you are leaving your friends and that you're splitting the party. But nothing ever goes wrong when that happens. So how's how's my phone service? Uh you've got one bar. Sometimes there's two, sometimes there's one. Two, one. I try to like get the their attention really quick, and I I just kind of like point like right back kind of thing. Uh, I think, point over. Yeah, I think Georgie sees that. Yeah, let's go. It'll take you a moment to to get over there. Doris, you and Liam 
are getting close to the trees now. You can see this path that also looks like it has been well tended. It clearly marked. No, uh, you would have to work pretty hard to find something to trip on here. And it goes right down to the beach. This is not a good swimming beach. A lot of stones. But there's also a very small pier here that is currently empty, but it looks like someone could tie up a boat if they wanted to. So what they were thinking is possibly having someone row a boat out here and, and have it be moored, of course. They wouldn't want to drift off in, into the sea, but maybe some photographs of them in the boat together. You know, that's it's a beautiful island, but... Um, I was just wondering about the safety of it and, and whether or not you think it would be okay to have so many people tromp down on the path. Oh, well, uh, I mean, that's, you, you know, again, that's not really my area. Uh, you know, he sort of, he sort of like motions up and down the, the shore here. I mean, people could be here. I, it depends how many, I guess you were trying to get down here. A uh, photographer, a couple of people could get out on that, that pier there. I, th I think so. I think you could do that and get some good shots. Uh, I'm not sure you would, that you would want to bring everybody down here. That might get a little tricky, but, uh, but yeah, you could sure, probably do that. Sure. Yeah. Well, well, what has been your experience? I mean, you know, a, a big storm like this comes in two days from now, the weather might be a little bit better, might be worse, might be the same. You've been here longer than I have. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, uh, Canadian weather patterns. We're sort of at the mercy of our neighbors to the north. But, uh, yeah, we get these cold fronts that change the, the precipitation, change the humidity pretty regularly. Um, but, yeah, it can, I mean, and he sort of, like, looks up and points towards the, the horizon, towards the north. He says, you can see there, I mean, that's the end of it. It looks like we're going to get hit with this rain for an hour, two hours, and then it'll clear up again. Wouldn't surprise me at all if, uh, if it's clear skies by dinner time. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Hmm. You know, I've been thinking about Brother Benjamin. Oh, mm -hmm. And how nice it would have been if I'd been able to meet him. Had you met him before? Yes, I, uh, I did. Uh, mostly, I, my interaction was with Sister Jeffries. She's the one who really reached out to help me. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I met uh, Brother Benjamin. And did he seem like the type that was clumsy and would try to fix something and then end up not fixing it? I mean, accidents happen. Uh, even, uh, even I can't tell you how many times I've prick myself and cut my knees you know you get you get beat up even when you're really good at at something but to tell you the truth i haven't really been up there they told me about the accident and i just i want nothing to do with it as far as i know the wedding is still on so i've got i've got my work to do so you weren't inside the chapel and no one was around when brother benjamin's accident occurred I, I can't speak to what everyone else was up to, but I've been outside. I mean, I go inside to wash up, use the bathroom, things like that. But for the most part, when I'm here, I'm here to work. Spend, uh, spend my time sure, outside. Sure. So no one can corroborate your alibi. You were just outside the whole time. Okay. He shifts a little bit at that. 
like well, it's not an alibi. I was just I was. I don't know where I, I don't know where anybody was. I mean, uh, sure. I spend. I well, spend we know all... where Brother Benjamin was. And that's about it. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. I suppose yeah. Well, this seems like a very lowly photography spot. I'm I'm glad we we came down. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to show me around here? Uh, anything that you want to show off in particular, or that you want photographs of for your portfolio? Oh well, I'm actually very happy. And he begins to talk about flowers again. And right near the entrance, and flowers, flowers, and the amount of work that's gone into getting these flowers, flowers conversation. And if you want to, he looks like he will happily show you this area that he's talking about. Absolutely, yes. We're going to stall as long as possible out here in the pouring rain. A few moments later, Renette and Georgie, you can see them coming back from the beach and going off in another direction, not returning to where the two of you are. Birdie, this groundskeeping shack uh, rises up before you. It doesn't look like it's locked. It looks like the door is ajar. It's it's a good size. It might be big enough to park a car in. I guess if you if you have this much attention paid to this kind of work on an island, you want to store more materials here than other places because you don't want to always be boating things back and forth. But here you are. Wonderful. I uh, peek in first. Yeah, you don't hear anything. The door isn't all the way latched. It opens fairly easily, doesn't make much noise. And you can see a shed lined with gardening tools. There's some cedars. There's some, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in here. Stuff for trees, stuff for shrubs, stuff for lawn care. Is there anything that, um, that would be considered non-gardening? Like, is, is this like a, a catch-all sort of space or is this just for gardening? It does look like it's primarily for gardening. If you want to know more, you could meddle. I believe I will have to meddle for once in my life. Never done that before. Sneaking around, looking, trying to be a little... Like, I don't want to pick something up and then just, like, let it clang to the floor. I'm, you know, not necessarily being, like, super surreptitious, but... So that might be composure. Alrighty. That is a five. She feels a little weird on her own after the last time we were all on our own. Uh, And she remembers last time uh, she kind of went off and did her own thing and was almost caught by a straight-up murderer and had to hide under a bed. So just keeping that in mind in the back of her head, I think she starts to get a little bit, uh, not frantic per se, but a little faster in her movements. Um, just trying to go through anything, everything, very aware that there is a time a time frame and that she is on her own. So you start making your way through around the shed, uh, moving some tools, looking down, looking under some sacks of grass seed, and back up on the shelf again, and get to the back wall. You're sort of going, and you find something that seems a little out of place, something uh, uh, maybe about waist high, sort of a uh, a cardboard box. It's kind of a square. And this looks kind of suspicious. You sort of spend a moment, open it up, open it up a little bit, and it slips out of your grasp. 
hits the floor of the shed and you can hear glass shattering. And out of the top of this box come shards of stained glass. Oh, that's probably not good. Doris, you and Liam are walking. He is seems a little excited, a little optimistic about showing you something he's very proud of when you both hear shattering glass. He pauses and turns back. Do you have rats on this island? No, birds. Uh, that's... Well, Georgie has a cat. We could take care of that little mouse or rat problem. Oh, so who? Someone has a cat? Someone brought a cat? Yes. Georgie has a cute little kitten. Very good at mouse catching, I'm sure. And he looks back. Doris, you can see he has sort of turned and is looking back. And you can see from where you are a good view of the groundskeeping shack and that the door is open. And from where you are, you can't see necessarily anyone inside, but there is sort of a flash of movement. I'm sorry, ma'am. You'll have to excuse me for a moment. Takes his what if elbow. it's a raccoon? Uh, there are no, no, there are no raccoons. And he starts, he takes his elbow back and he starts to walk quickly towards the shed. Well, wait for me. Just wondering, um, are there any places to hide or perhaps uh, windows to crawl through? I think there might be. Uh, maybe it sounds like that might be a day move. Okay. Um, I need it. <laughs> okay. What is the worst thing that could happen if this does not, if hiding or escaping does not go well? Definitely that I give away my location faster and that Liam gets there and realizes it's me. And I have no way of covering up the fact that it's me. That's probably true. Okay. Oh, boy. I feel like I push vitality a lot, but I feel like this is very much a, a fast thing. Well, if you're trying to escape, you could argue vitality. If you're trying to hide, it might be more like presence. Right. For this role, I was trying to like get my bearings to see if there was an escape out or that kind of thing. So maybe composure. So just kind of like keep cool so I can assess the situation. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So that would be an eight. Renette and Georgie, you have heard something that sounds a lot like shattering glass. You sort of poke your heads up over the shrubs and you can see Liam leaving Doris making a beeline towards the groundskeeping area. And Georgie, you know that that's where Birdie is. It looks like he is on his way. Oh my God, Liam! <laughs> wow, wild meeting you here! And he sort of stops and looks very confused. Georgie, are you hiding? Are you also standing? Um, I... <laughs> That was perfect, Renette. Georgie is <laughs> headed to the shed like, oh, I'll go see what that was. Okay, so you're not hiding. You're just going. Covers blow. We're just here. <laughs> yes. We were never hiding. Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> we were was... inspecting these beautiful flowers. Yeah, and then, oh my goodness, out of nowhere, Liam, it is so good to see you. I hear you've been, you know, you're back to doing your, your, your horticulture. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. Birdie, tell me what exactly you were doing in the shed. 
I am panicking in the shed. Um, but I, I would like to think there is a small but still reasonably sized window in the back because there's usually like a, you know how they have like those desks things. I don't work outside very much. That's very obvious. But like the the desk holder things that they have like tools and stuff on it, and often they're placed a workbench. Um, that's the one a workbench and they're often placed with uh a window above it for some reason i don't know i just have that visual in my brain um so i think the birdie's like yes score amazing and has to climb up on the workbench and go out the window uh hopefully you know facing opposite of the door so on the other side she can hide behind the thing itself so you hear renette's voice outside as you're scrambling up on the workbench, pushing open the window. And as you push open the window, you remember that your hand has a burn on it. And that condition sort of like shoots a little jolt through you. You know, you think you can do this. You think that you can get through this window, though coming out of the window on the other side may not be stable. I'm going to do it. And I'll just take more injury in order to make myself quieter pretty much um so holding on to it for longer in order to drop down silently as opposed to just like so georgie you've now passed liam who sort of stopped and looked back at renette and then he turns and looks at you he there's a confusion on his face it looks like he is more focused on renette since she's the one who's talking to him but he sort of watches you bustle by him very quickly birdie you get up you get through the window and I think the, the, the combination of the condition on your hand and rolling an eight means that although you get through the window very quickly, two things happen. One is that one of your knees gets pretty scraped. And although it's not a condition, you can feel that you just pulled some skin off your knee and that it's probably going to be seeping for a little while. And then... When you hit the ground, you lose your balance and come face down in, in, in quite a bit of mud. But luckily, ah. you're out. And if you stay here in this mud, no one's going to find you. You're hidden. Cool. Great. Today's fine. Today is fine. Thank you for joining us for Our Ladies of Safe Harbor, written by Sean Patrick Kane. Come on back next week for part three. I mean, it, it weirded me out. And my friend was like, oh, I need a new podcast to listen to. So I'm listening to Roll the Metal now. And I was like, oh. Oh, right. That's first, me. <laughs> you're the first one of my friends to actually like listen to it. So it's been kind of weird to get like the. Oh my God, I love the character. Like he has just been binge listening to it. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> I definitely made my coworker listen to the first episode of Heartbeats while they were in the car with me. <laughs> I was like, you've been meaning to listen to this. We have 30 minutes where we're just driving around the city together. I'm totally going to play my podcast for you. And then I Locked was like, door. so what did you think? Like, I, I was the biggest like... That shoving it in his face something i would do i have no shame i will <laughs> shove my content in your face i have shame now <laughs> of doing that <laughs>
but I didn't at the time. I was like, you're gonna love Go for this. It. Go for um, it. Do not kill I don't the even cringe. Work with them anymore, kill the part so of you that cringes. Cringes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I really like heartbeats. It's. Uh, I think oh. when you when you listen to a lot of like actual plays, you you develop your tastes pretty. You, like you you begin to articulate why you like these things and why you don't. And mm-hmm. and the fact that it's like. I don't even really know what the game is. <laughs> it does. It stopped mattering what the game was after like I don't know, fifteen episodes. We were like, "Rules? What are rules? <laughs> we yeah. want to tell a story." Yeah. 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 So, um, I think at one point Xander was like, "I'm going to try editing out every time we roll, and we're just going to leave in the results of it." Yeah. And um, so it was an editing style that he took. And then we just kind of like steered the whole ship that direction. So I call us a Ryutama hack because we don't play the game anymore. And that's fine. Yeah, I like that. It definitely feels, you know, on the spectrum, on the actual play spectrum of stuff that's close to an audio drama and the stuff where they're like, we're just going to not even care, (laughs) you know, and just like not edit anything. Um, it's weird because there are a handful that are very audio drama like, and for me, they're mm-hmm. still kind of hit or miss. Like, uh, like I like dark dice, but there's still something about it that isn't quite landing for me. Like, like how edited it is, is maybe too mm. far for me, even though I like that idea, but I think heartbeats hits it like right on. Like that's like, Yeah. You want the yeah, hint of the role. You want to remind yes. people that it is still a game and that works. Even though like some of our episodes, you know, 40 minutes goes by and nobody's rolled. <laughs> They're just like yeah. just doing stuff. But that's also because yeah. I can't shut the fuck up. That's you have to keep and that in mind. We love that about you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's I don't magic. know. You rolled with my really terrible role really well. So, you know, that is Oh, it was great. <laughs> Oh, this is so fun. I'm so glad that you're able to join us and we'll continue oh, to for too. part two. This has been, been really fun. So great. 